Hello and welcome to the Easy Allies podcast. I'm your moderator, Brandon Jones. Joining me this week, panelists Ben Moore. What up? Michael Damiani. Yo. My sympathetic co-moderator, Mr. Daniel Bloodworth. Hello. And making it all happen by starting the Zoom call in Slack, Ian Hank. Yes. Ian, your stoner impressions are too good. <laughs> Who says they're impressions? <laughs> no, we know he does not. I'm just kidding. I've never tried, grass. If we're to use sleep halfway through, we'll know it's working. Distinguished guests, we are here to discuss some of the biggest headlines in the world of video games. But before we do that, we must answer for all of the mistakes we made last week. Ian, please begin corrections music. Boop. Matt Piscatella has a pinned tweet where you can see which days the NPD reports will release. So I just got to go visit him every once in a while. I follow him, nice. but I missed those tweets. So there's your schedule there. Uh, with 16 out of 239 in 2018, the Rocksteady development team was only 6.694% women. Um, so there we go. We were curious what was 16 okay. out of 239. There's so many numbers. I know. Okay, I'm on board now. Six At first, I was like, what? Roughly, if you round up, about 7%. Uh, more than one person, rightfully so, pointed out that there are currently zero women employed at Easy Allies. So, <laughs> you know, living in those glass houses and chucking Did, stones. Wait, but also, I thought I said six percent during the last podcast. I said six. If you remember that, six point six nine four. That's what I said. I said that in the podcast. Did I not? I did that math last time. Well, you can correct Let, that. That happens to me all the time. Yeah, time. Someone will complain, like make a correction of something, but like didn't, didn't I know that already? <laughs> Maybe I just did the math and didn't say it? I don't know. Perhaps we're all in a simulation. Oh. <laughs> Perhaps I slipped in back into the Berenstein universe. <laughs> According no, to God. Uh, oh, the Berenstein universe to wake was, up. was the last... Was, I didn't do that. According to an EA earnings call from October of 2019, Dragon Age 4 will launch in April of 2022 at the absolute earliest. Okay. So put, you mark that on your calendar if you're excited. Yakuza Like a Dragon is a next-gen timed exclusive on the Xbox Series X. So that will be appearing on that system oh. first for next gen, just for a brief period of time. According to the Falls Guys Discord, it's a timed exclusive to PlayStation, so that will be uh, reaching other consoles later. Okay. Warhammer Age of Sigmar is the relaunch reboot slash sequel to of the original Warhammer Fantasy Universe, the successor to Warhammer mm. Fantasy Battle. The announced video game is the first to take place in the world of the Age of Sigmar, which was created after the destruction of the world that was at the conclusion of the end times in 2015. So this has been building up to some fun stuff. And like I said, End Times was the name of, yeah, one of the Vermintide was DL DLCs. Yeah, Vermintide. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So some more clarification there. Wolfenstein New Order was originally due for late 2013, but was delayed to 2014 in order for the devs to further polish the game. And Infamous was originally planned to be a launch game, but was delayed as well since they needed a, quote, bit more time, according to Chris Zimmerman. Also, games could have potentially launched, but consoles did not. End corrections music. Before we jump into the headlines, not all of which are positive, I'd like to start this podcast off on a somewhat positive note. I've asked people at our $5 and above tier on patreon.com slash easyallies to be a part of our silver lining of this week's podcast, potentially something positive, something we can be happy about. John Ayer is certainly happy because he's been making a game in his spare time with two of his mates for close to two years now, and they were recently landed an epic mega grant. 
So this oh. is Whoa. Epic putting a lot of money into game development and picking people for the Mega Grant. This is the first I've heard of somebody specifically getting it. Uh, a follower of the podcast to boot. For the first time ever, we'll be able to work full-time on our Goofy game, which is something I've always dreamt of doing since the UT99 days, but I always thought it would be out of my reach. The game is called Bears in Space. It's a Time Splitters meets Ratchet and Clank <laughs> absurd FPS if you're keen Whoa. to take a gander. Um, don't want to get too involved in that, obviously, because we might want to check it out and, and comment on it later on, but congrats to you, John. And it's always nice, you know, because uh, Epic is doing a lot, all sorts of things lately that people might not be super excited about. So this, this I think we can get behind. Um, this, this I can root for. There were with Apple, maybe not, but congrats, John, again. That's fantastic. Fantastic. It looks fun. How about looking at it. the Mario 35th Anniversary Direct, Ben? Was that fantastic? Uh, it's fine. I like Mario. <laughs> it's another F1. I don't understand why Galaxy 2 isn't right. Where's that, that Galaxy 2? It's honestly the only thing that really bugged me about it is, is the lack of Galaxy 2. <laughs> Super Mario Everything Brothers. Yeah. like highs so and mediums. Gonna go off, yeah, hold on. So get, get ready. Rev your engines, I, Damiani. I just, I just <laughs> feel like there's, there's only a certain level of excitement that I can get for all those games that I've already played. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. There's just a ceiling. Agree uh, with you, Ben. So Super much. Mario's 35 years old because of that. Uh, they're doing a lot of Mario things this year, which we can get to in a second. But uh, probably the biggest news to come out of that was Super Mario 3D All-Stars featuring Super Mario 64, Super Mario Sunshine, and Super Mario Galaxy, but not Galaxy 2. I will throw Justice for Galaxy my 2. completely yeah. well, unpopular what? opinion out there before I let any of you say anything. Which is that it doesn't matter to me at all. And it's just one game per console. So I look at that and I go, okay, there you go. One uh, console, two console, three mm. console. Package done. You know what would make you know what would make that okay, Brandon Jones? If it costs thirty four ninety nine. Thirty five dollars. But it is it is a sixty dollar. Jones, I also want to point out that in multiple instances they've included Super Mario the Lost Levels in this presentation. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, the nostalgia is not there for that uh, game. <laughs> just make you can sure play you Lost Levels on point. a Game & Watch now. Yeah, that yeah, do you have all the, the list of everything? Because, like, I think we should run that down before we really dig into the opinions. Well, all right. Super Mario All-Stars is coming to uh, Nintendo Online Super Nintendo screen on your Switch there. That'll just pop in. Uh, Super Mario 35 was coming to Switch Online, playable until March 31st, 2021. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, launches on October 1st. That is you playing Super Mario Brothers against 34 other people. And, uh, you know, stuff you do sends crazy stuff into their games and likewise, vice versa. Super yeah, Mario... Th- timing is weird. Super Mario 3D World coming to the Switch with Bowser's Fury. Uh, and we got a crazy long gameplay montage of a game. Talk about a game we'd already seen, Ben. This, I was very confused. Because I didn't think it was like coming to Switch, and they were just like, look at all this footage. I'm like, yep, that's Mario 3D World. Super Mario Brothers <laughs> Game & Watch with Super Mario Brothers, A Clock, Lost Levels, and Game & Watch Ball, which stars Mario. Um, for those of you who are like, Game & What? I was definitely rocking the Game & Watch. If they ever came out with a Game & Watch Mini, which would probably just be the same size, because you can't make Game & Watch as much smaller, that had all of those old Game & Watch games, I would my, totally be all over that. My introduction to Game & Watch, I feel like, Maybe they were just good because I was a kid, but they had these Game & Watch collection Game Boy games right? that had like a really cute style to them, and I loved those games as a kid. Uh, 
Yeah, that's what I found out about him too. Like the closest thing for me, like to a Game and Watch, was like the Tiger Electronic games. Okay, yeah. But Mm -hmm. the actual Game and Watches I had never seen. Yeah, I I still am unclear what they are until you just said that because I was gonna ask. I'm like, are these like Tiger things or what? Yeah. Yeah, there's a ton of them. They're like, yeah, pre NES. Oh, and even, yeah. even there was an weirder. octopus one that was my jam. Yes, I that yes, all the yes, time. yes, yes. Had to go down to the you gotta go get the treasure. treasure yeah, back come back up. Cause there, yeah, because there's Game and Watch, what you're, 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 you're describing, and then there's like the Game Watch, which actually was a Nintendo Watch with the game on it too. So, they're, sometimes their branding's a little weird. Not buying it though. Uh, also, my Nintendo is, has a bunch of rewards, including pins. Uh, Mario Kart Tour is getting stuff. They got new Mario merch. There's a new course coming to Mario Maker 2. Uh, it's new Mario stuff coming to Smash Brothers, Splatoon 2. Animal Crossing is getting Mario furniture and more themed products, I'm sure, that you can check on Nintendo.com. And they had a cute yeah, little like montage a lot of actual clothing. Yeah. yeah. A cute little mainline montage that I'm sure nobody watched. That was everybody bailed right at the did last you, minute. Did you skip over Mario Kart or did I miss it? Oh, we will get to yeah. that, sir. Uh, he skipped it. I will not skip games to life how dare you sir (laughs) toys to life sorry um and um uh, i really like they said the following will be our last announcement which i don't think i've ever heard specifically that sentence uttered before in a direct and the tone was deadly serious Like, all right, calm down, everybody. One more announcement, then we're out. <laughs> like, we have a montage of all of the mainline Mario games coming. Do not expect an announcement after that. Shut oh, <laughs> I, you know what? That actually makes sense because, like, if you're just watching that montage, thinking they're going to do one more thing afterwards, and then it just ends. You think it's leading up to Odyssey yeah. Two, and then you get pissed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is probably a good call in hindsight. Yeah, we'll get to all that Galaxy Two anger in just a second, but not before we mention Mario Kart Live Home Circuit launching on October sixteenth from Velen Studios, where you get a little toy Mario Kart and you put it on the ground and you drive it around your house. While you're stuck at home, thanks to COVID, with your parents driving them crazy, your freaking out the downstairs neighbors. Yes, pissing off your downstairs neighbors. You uh, need a big space for this. Yeah, well, we'll like see. Like a studio. Challenge accepted, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not even sure the studio works for this thing. Like, you need space. Drive I mean, maybe remote it, control car all over. Parking lot. Maybe it depends on yeah. how big or parking how far apart you put the, the pylons or whatever. Maybe it scales up and down. Oh, yeah, it does, because if you see, they actually kind of show you, like, how it works. They show you. Yeah, because you basically have, like, a track creator thing where you put, like, paint on the tires. And so they just tell you to drive through all the gates, and then whatever route that you choose during that part, that's going to be the course. It's the course. Uh, And and it gets the AR view just from the onboard camera So you're watching the the camera on the car for for listeners at home on your Switch. So you can see everything happening, other racers and, you know, all of the items that you're throwing and other elements in the background are all added via AR yeah, to the, the game. So, And this is the former founders of uh, Vicarious Visions, Velen Studio is their new studio. Um, so, yeah, they've done a lot of cool uh, creative and, like, technically uh, cool stuff over the years. This thing is crazy because, like, what's the latency between the the RC car and the Switch? Yeah. How much is this going to cost? Because $100. it would need to cost, like, it would need to cost $300 to be good enough to work right, and that's way too expensive. Right. So it's like, yeah, I don't know. It's well, $100, they, show, like, they a said? Luigi yeah, cart, it's right? $99.99, and there's two Yeah, versions. there's a second car, so I'm sure there's, yeah, you can buy the second one for $100 more. Which is probably why they $100. didn't make a series, because that's $100. Uh, <laughs> you're lucky if people are going to buy two of these things. Whereas, of course, I'm like, where's yeah. Toad? Where's, ba- you know, where's Bowser for Huber? 
Um, I of course. I would is, actually be really curious to see somebody that that does have a lot of space that he has just like a huge like warehouse or something. Just go all out with I, this thing. I'm curious how f- much distance you can put between gates. Well, and what's the battery life on the car? Like, you'll only be able to race for if it's if it's anything like RC cars in my life experience. You'll you'll be able to play this thing for seven minutes and then it'll <laughs> run out of batteries. Right. And is this advancing some technology where we could possibly put a human being inside the cart and then control that cart through Mario Kart? You know, mm-hmm. like Damiani controlling Bossman inside the cart. <laughs> I'm like, what? We can hope. That's just called a go kart, Jones. Uh. Damiani, this is Toys to Life, baby. Of course, I love this. I'm oh, yeah. probably not going to buy it, but, you know. Uh, it's a little I'm, pricey. I don't sure. think it's going to work as well as it was shown in the video. Okay. I think it's going to be, like, no. extremely not shaky cam. <laughs> so I expect a lot of jittering and stuff. Uh, I know they'll maybe try and do some kind of camera steadying for it. But as, yeah, all the things you talked about, the issues, it's just... I misunderstood this at first. It was hilarious. When I first saw this, because... I saw this stuff so out of order and in, ran- in random ways over the day. Uh, I thought it was a device that scanned your room, and then on your Switch, it just simulated your room as tracks <laughs> and AR. And I was like, oh, okay, this is kind of interesting and cool. And then later on, I saw a link to a toy, and I'm like, oh, the camera is on a race car. I was like, I get it now. Oh, yeah, you need, like, a hardwood floor. So uh, I was kind of excited about it at first because it's like, oh, interesting, like, this is going to kind of be popular. Now I know it's 100 bucks, and you there's a lot of caveats to how you can use it. But, I mean, it's an interesting take on, uh, as you said, the Toys to Life genre and being from that team behind it with their new studio. Uh, I don't see the harm in it. Nintendo kind of does something like this roughly like every year. I mean, we got, uh, I think, back to Labo when we got that craziness. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's more Labo. the same thing. And if even it's not for everyone, it's for somebody. I don't think there's for any harm in it. it. It's for fine. it to run well. It's gonna have to. What is it called? Photogrammetry or something? It's gonna have to like cache the room slightly Maybe, to like yeah. make a model of the room. Like that's what I assumed it would do if it's gonna run without a bunch of weird latency. Is like when you're making the course, you drive at a certain sp- like it'll keep your car at a certain speed, and you go like really s- slowly. And while it's doing that, it's making you go at the pace it needs so that it can photograph the room. Hmm. And then it's like Google Maps, and then you're just like street viewing through it, and it's but got But they show saved. knocking things over. That's true. It did look pretty active. Yeah. Jeez. This thing, yeah, there's no way. I mean, there is a way, but I doubt it. <laughs> I just, I'm <laughs> bummed because it. with the current situation, with working from home, there's no way to go to a preview event and, and like really see this thing showing yeah. off. Mm-hmm. This would make such a good And I don't have anywhere stream. to use it. Yeah, this would be an amazing stream. Yeah. A really hard to film stream. <laughs> just yeah, just I, I agree. Oh, I think we just bad. clear out the whole stream room and then Yeah. Just make us like a little oval track just to test it and go from there. You know? You can even do it like Nintendo style, like each each uh, Grand Prix gets like more difficult, so you like start like on like the beginner course. This is an oval. Then like we could like modify it, add like more turns and and short shortcuts. The Think about the cuts. shortcuts you can do. <laughs> okay, I'm I curious see what a, they do about that method. actually. Yeah, because if you, you know, skip it, it a is gate. just a virtual course. So oh. like when you drive over the line, like what happens? I wonder if it like well, it showed stops the car, your car spin out. Yeah, yeah. I wonder oh, okay. if it like stops it and makes you. 
won't let you go forward. Maybe you have to go back. I don't know. Yeah, I'd like to see that. It, You're right, Blood. I it would showed love to in see the, get the five hundred dollar Lakitu drone to come in. <laughs> in the trailer, the in the game, it gets hit by like a an enemy, and in game, it like wobbles. But I think it showed the real life car slow down a little bit when that happened. So you do get a real life analog. I doubt that it you know spins in real life, but I I want to. Did they show anything about like the two cars working in tandem, or is it just like there's no multiplayer? It's just single player, right? It's just I like assume you multiplayer. need she, two she switches. She brought in her other car as if to say, like, all right, I got mine now. Let's do so, this. Yeah. So I foresee a lot of angry children who <laughs> oh, don't yeah. like their other their, their their sibling beating them and will do their own blue shell by going over and, like, stomping <laughs> the car. I, 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 wanna, I hope they account for that. Be like, you got blue shell. It's just like a kid going. <laughs> oh, I want to see that. But I expect a lot of broken cars over this in real life, and then they'll understand the frustration of the blue shell, and maybe it'll be removed. How many cats and dogs and iguanas and, oh, and various oh, yeah. animals Duh. are gonna like, come give your, in and wreck your stuff? Pets, Yoshi faces and stuff. Or yeah, like, yeah. I mean, that is Man, actually an be... interesting point because even though you have the camera, you you sort of lose some sense of awareness if you're looking at the switch and not at the car itself. Jones, it's so funny that you say that because my cats have knocked over amiibo. Plenty of times, plenty of times. There's just there somebody to really look at the ground and what's up. There are gonna be a lot of funny YouTube videos out of this, I think. Like a, a car going up to a dog and him just being like, like the dog lays down on the track or something, and the car just like. Uh. I kind of miss the the early days of YouTube where somebody would just upload themselves breaking their television with their Wii remote. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bring those days back. But the main thing, two main things that people are freaking out about, uh, Damiani and, you know, the rest of the panel, I will give you now an opportunity to explain to me why, obviously, if more games are in this, that would be lovely. But it is a crime that Galaxy 2 is not included in um, Super Mario 3D All-Stars. Sell me. Uh, just on the... Just go, just just go, go Damiani. crime? The, about Galaxy 2, uh, I mean, we kind of already mentioned it. I mean, it's a really good game. You have to think if they're not including it, it means... So I think some people got a little miffed about the trailer. Not They showed like a montage of Mario games at one point at the end. And Galaxy 2 is just absent from it. So people think Nintendo is either... It's not acknowledging Galaxy 2 right now. And it is a critically acclaimed game. It is... Some people argue it's better than the original. It, it's a back and forth battle there. It's weird when you don't include it, other than, you know, the one game, one console rule maybe you're throwing out there, Jones. But, I mean, this is Nintendo. They can do whatever they want with this. Oh, sure. And yeah, I'm not talking about hard and fast rules. It's yeah, just it's, when it's, I it's, saw... It's a little weird because... A celebration, they were talking... Look at the big Domino, graphical are leaps. You, are you proposing that uh, Nintendo is doing some kind of, like, Disney thing with how they don't allow... They, they, they soft I mean, ban people talking about Max because they don't like people thinking about Goofy having sex? No, I don't. I don't think it's that. I think they just. I think Nintendo is greedy. I, I think they are. They they have always done this. They've always put a premium on their IP. They're very protective of their brand's value. This reeks of one of the most greedy grabs they've done in a long time. And I'm not, I'm not even gonna get into the. I don't want to even talk about the disappointment because I was. That, the disappointment about the Mario 64 stuff is more on me than anyone else. That was my fault for believing dumb rumors and always saying stop believing dumb rumors, thinking it was going to be like a, a remake 
like a Shadow of the Colossus style visual upgrade to Super Mario 64. It's the same game, just up res. All these are same games, just up res again, but uh, Sunshine is 69. The problem with this is they are charging $60 for these three games. And you know what? Nintendo is now the king of lazy, greedy ports. I don't want, and no one can go after Activision. Activision's usually like an EA. Activision did Spyro and Crash Trilogies like ground up visual overhauls for three games at less of a price than this and nintendo mm -hmm. can't even be bothered to do something like they're not adding anything to this other than like um like the music collection nothing significant and charging 60 bucks and, um, and add insult to injury they're forcing the the supply demand thing here they are artificially creating demand for this more it is gonna sell well but they're making it even more of a like a panic buy by saying it's only available digitally and physical copies until what march march 1st march 31st right. whatever it is and then they're vaulting i thought you were gonna say ian disney with the vaulting stuff they're I, vaulting I thought this. as well yeah <laughs> apparently we don't know so clarify we don't know if they're vaulting this they might just break up and sell them individually like the collection they might just that's what i think yeah, yeah that the, was this, yeah, the, the collection will go away you'll be able to buy them separately i i yeah. mean i hope that's it but we don't know with nintendo we don't but know like does that then mean that each game individually will sell for like more thirty dollars? Probably because it's like yes. Otherwise, what's the value? Well, also, Mario sixty four was way too ten dollars on Wii, right? Right, right. So like, they should so all be 10, 10, 20, 30, thing... basically. Right, and this is yeah. stuff they used to do for a reasonable amount of money or effort. These collections. Uh, they either packed way more games on them, so they made it worth it, or they made it as part of a special thing. Like I think of the the Zelda Collector's Edition, that GameCube disc that came with all those Zelda games on it, and you either got it by, if you bought a new GameCube, you got it for free with that. If you subscribed to Nintendo Power for a year, you got it for free as part of that. If you bought two of any qualifying game at the time, you got it for free. So like it wasn't it, you had to buy other stuff to get it, but. Even an inscription Nintendo Power is like twenty four ninety nine, whatever. It was like thirty bucks. All these like things they've done, like the these collections they've had available at one point in the past, were very reasonable and felt like a nice reward, a bonus. This when they're selling the thirty fifth anniversary and this is like your biggest thing. I'm not knocking the quality of games. You know I love Mario games. I love all three of these games. They're freaking mm. fantastic. But this was not it, and. It doubly irritates me that Nintendo thinks they're so high up and mighty with their secrecy. This shit was leaked for months. We knew this was coming, and they don't give us any warning and shadow drop it. I, I don't like the excuses anymore about, like, this is the way they do it. it. It's shitty to people to, like, just shadow drop it and stuff. Like, there was no reason to shadow drop this. You could have given us a heads up. It sucks for people for like us where we'd like to do reactions. Everyone's asking, where are reactions to this? I get tweets like, where were your reactions? I I was asleep because no one, t Nintendo didn't get, have the damn decent courtesy to give me like 12 hours notice or something like the worst of the world. It's like, I, I mean, I'm getting a little tired of this, honestly. But anyway, this is, I'm not very excited about the 30, the, the 3D All-Stars. Sorry, 3D All-Stars specifically. There's other stuff I'm pretty, like, sold on and more excited about, but this collection is nothing but a disappointment to me. Oh, uh, I just pulled up the Wii U shop uh, for Super Mario Galaxy is $20. Why oh, didn't bring so, up those? <laughs> so oh, watch them how do this, does $60 
come out of a $20 game, a $10 game, and an unknown, which I wouldn't imagine would be more than $20. Sunshine costs $50 on its own, you know? It's, because it's, it's, it's rare. It's the Switch tax. They took the shield. Yeah. They took the shield versions that are over in the Chinese uh, shield uh, that are already HD and just porting those over. So, I, I, I'll be, it'll be interesting to see when people get hands on them and able to run it through its paces because they said 64 there is 960 by 720p, so it's still 4.3. The other two will run 1080. Uh, sorry, Sunshine is not 60 frames; it's still 30 frames. Uh, but I guess Galaxy is 60 frames, 1080. Nice. Uh, but only when docked. It won't, in handheld, it won't be that. Sure. Nice thing, though. One nice thing I will say about it. Uh, Galaxy will let you use a Pro Controller instead of Motion Control. It will still support Joy-Cons <clears throat> for the old Motion Waggle Controls for, like, the star bits. And I mean, you can yourself. waggle the Pro Controller. Mm-hmm. You could, but, like... We're assuming because as pro compor- support, you don't need to do any motion controls. You just pointed out something, Blood. Maybe you do. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, no, Splatoon no. uses motion control. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no. Origami King as no, well, but you can turn that off. Freaking Breath of the Wild to do those things. I had to you like spin my pro controller. I was gonna say if they, if they remapped it to not having to do any kind of motion, it gives some hope towards the the Skyward Sword HD. Stuff that people are also a rumor that people are supposing is going to happen. Yeah, I imagine that game is highly likely to, if it comes out, it would highly likely use the Joy Cons and not a Pro Controller. Fellas, it's 2020. Hope is a mistake. (laughs) I I don't want to oversell my feelings on this collection because I do want those games on the Switch, and Mm -hmm. I'm excited about that. And I want I want a lot of Nintendo games on Switch, and I, I enjoy playing things on my Switch. Those are great games. I I like that and I've wanted that, but I think <laughs> the price definitely stings as we've already mentioned. But I think there's kind of other things influencing the disappointment a little bit. And right, obviously the, the situation you have to have uh, some sympathy for everything that's going on. It's a chaotic situation, but I think one there really isn't any big first-party Nintendo game that I can think of that's coming out in the rest of 2020. And so I just, it just doesn't feel like there's like, it's like we have this overpriced collection. We have another overpriced re-release in the form of Pikmin three. And there's really nothing else the end of this year that I can think of. Um, And then you also have, I think the, the additional frustrating fact that the Nintendo online offerings are just so sporadic and limited in what they're giving and I, I would love if it was like, hey, we're giving you these games through a service that you're already paying for. Maybe that's asking too much, but I think the idea that I'm just generally trying to say is it feels like it's asking a lot for not that much. I, right. You're very right, Ben. I don't. I hope I don't come across too mean here. I'm just trying to be I'm calling it like it is. It. But I want to go along with Ben's point. I think the issue also here is Nintendo's having a record year. Software sales, Animal yeah. Crossing might go on to be the best-selling game of all time, especially in Japan. Um, the Switch is way ahead of its marks. There really isn't any pressure, any financial pressure, for Nintendo to have any sense of urgency or, ne- or any necessity to put out anything like ground, like a, a big AAA title right now. Everything's mm. doing really well, so something like this is feels like it's just enough i don't want to dismiss the current situation in the world as like it obviously had some effects on nintendo 
right. and everyone else. And Nintendo's just not being as forthcoming about that. And we're starting to like understand as we go further and further. And there's no new AAA games from them. It's like, and eh, they they obviously got pushed back. But I feel like this might be the way it's going to be for a while. Like it, 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 it'll be the status quo for Nintendo until they get some pushback. And with the new, the new consoles coming out. And they're also not having the greatest lineups right now. We don't even know when they're coming out. We don't know the cost. We don't know the most. Uh, we hardly know any of the software. I don't think Nintendo's feeling any pressure. They're just like, we're great. We're good right now. What we don't need to like, we don't need to give you an update on Breath of the Wild 2. It's not coming out anytime soon because we don't need it to come out anytime soon. I don't know. I, I get like that vibe that like they're just doing so well. And this is what happens. We get stuff like this, which is they're trying to celebrate the 35th anniversary, but... You look at what other companies are doing, what they do with their collections, what they do with their treatments to, to their legacy series, and when you throw in the price in there, it's just, there's only so much you can be like, oh, it's Nintendo, yeah, like, they, 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 they're good games, like, I love them and stuff, it's like, eh, this time, it's like, no, I'm, I, I, I get off on this stop here. <laughs> do you think yeah. conceivably stuff got canceled or maybe even pushed to 2021 that they had planned? To yeah, be a I mean, I think the fifth? thing is they've they've avoided announcing things so that they don't have to deliver the bad news of delaying them. And so I think that's part of why yeah. we get stuff like this and the Paper Mario short notice and the Pikmin 3 short notice because this is just they're they're waiting until they're absolutely clear when these things can come out before they announce them. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and like a lot of that stuff is coming out this month, you know, and I'm actually, you know, pretty curious about Super Mario 35. You know, I probably won't play a ton of it, but put, put a couple nights in. Um, and I, I think that's that's totally understandable. And I, I, I you have to kind of take into account the, the impact that the situation has had on so many things. Um, and obviously they, they charge the prices that they do because it works. Right. So it's kind of a. a, a a moot point like they're going to they're going to charge if people are going to pay for it yeah. but i think just in terms of of interest or excitement it's, it's as you said damiani it's hard even when you love those games to be like woo you know <laughs> <laughs> it just doesn't it just feels like there's no it, kind of what you were mentioning with with other companies that there's no I don't know. Cynical is is way too strong of a word here, but there there there's no, they're not really capitalizing on the opportunity of re-releasing these games beyond doing I think the minimum that they could it's, do. Yeah, and this is the uh, part of it is it's not just the first time they've done this. They have a history of doing kind of lower effort things like this, mm. and it being just passable, acceptable. Whereas other companies will get called out more for it, and mm. you'll see people start accusing or other certain people being biased towards Nintendo, like, oh, you're just defending them and stuff because you know whatever your attachment and stuff to it, and it's like the the Michael Jordan of basketball. Everyone used to say Michael Jordan uh, playing in Chicago would never get a foul called on him because everyone loved him, refs loved him, like no one would do it. That's like Nintendo. Oh, like they get special <laughs> treatment and stuff because everyone Nintendo. loves them. They're so big, and. You know, there is maybe a little bit of truth to that, but, like, not really. It's not, I mean, they've had their fair share of, like, missteps and, like, been called out for stuff, too. But, like, again, like, seeing, like, the, like, reviewing the Spyro, the Reignited Trilogy, playing through the Crash Insane Trilogy, and then seeing them revive, like, even Crash Team Racing, like, they did with yeah. that was insane. Like, these other companies are stepping up and doing that so much about that. I, I just want, I, 
it's disappointment. I just want to see Nintendo do that again, or, or like once again with one of these like their older games, like just do something special with it. I do want to say something nice though. Again, uh, maybe we could change it to one of the other games. So someone else is something about thirty fifth. The the Super Mario three D World plus Bowser's Fury. I'm actually kind of excited about that. <laughs> uh, I, I feel like that should have been like I feel like this is the biggest announcement because of online multiplayer for that game. Mm-hmm. That that is like fantastic, and all the added content. There's a lot of speculation going on about how much content they're adding to it. Right. Uh, they're going to talk about it at a later date, but I mean, people already. I don't know this means anything, but people already mind the data size difference, I guess. And it's like the original version is the Wii U version is like 1.7 gigabytes and Switch version is 5.0 gigabytes. So people are like, ooh, there's a lot of new stuff. Who knows if that really translates mm. to anything? Mm-hmm. But I mean, it, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be perfect, especially for us. We need a remote good Groot stream game with online. 3D World, you know Huber was like Huber was probably was super happy about this. Completely, Huber was like, yes. I mean, Huber probably made it happen, right? That's usually how it goes. Will this one, man? Holy crap! Yeah. So I'm excited about that one, actually. Michael Huber, uh, the, we just need something to add to 3D World. Could be about any character, any name. Just, just throw some words at us. Bowser's Fury. <laughs> that is so Fury. Get to work. Uh, it was so dramatic too that like ending tease, man. Yeah, and it's perfectly memeable. You know, you, it's just this plus sign that you go into, and you know, I saw many, many things. Elder Scrolls Five was my favorite, but uh, <laughs> um, but this 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 window, Damiani, we got. I do want to touch on this just a little bit more because you only have six months or so, you know, five, six, seven months oh. to access some of this content, which like you were saying, like there's no desperation at Nintendo. You know, they're doing fine right now. Their sales are up. They don't need to do anything drastic. This seems incredibly drastic and something that, I mean, is kind of hilarious to me just because of how blatantly, um, what a, of a tactic it is to just get people to come in and buy something. You're, you're creating scarcity over something that just, you know, is artificial. It doesn't need it. So would it be the worst thing in the world if this does really well for them? Would they be like, oh, we have to sell everything this way? Um, I, so I'll be, I'll give them benefit of the doubt here. I don't think this is ever going to become the standard for them. Like the whole Disney vault stuff. I don't think they're ever actually going to seriously embrace something like is that. Is this widescreen and, in fact, and Super Mario 64 benefit of the doubt? Or what are we talking about here? How much? I, I, I actually, I think that, so with this, I think it's just, uh, I, I think this is a technicality. I think it's running till their calendar year for them. Their fiscal year goes till March. I think they're just pulling at the end of their fiscal year. I think that was it wasn't arbitrary. I think they just picked that as their time. Yeah, and well, then it's the 36th anniversary, and that doesn't make sense. Right? Yeah, well, like it doesn't right. make sense. Honestly, no, but honestly, yeah, because they they've done stuff like that before, if I'm not mistaken. With um, uh, well, they did the year of Luigi, and they've done other stuff where it's like they're very like actually yeah. very literal about like this is the anniversary, and then once that's done, it's done. You know. If I if I believe I think that they've done stuff like this before for that reason. Yeah, I mean I could be horribly wrong. I I did read something. Uh, it was an interesting opinion. Um, I saw on Twitter about maybe they're doing it because we, again we don't know their Q1 Q2 launch uh, software lineup except for Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury at this point uh, with a confirmed date. Maybe they want this to carry over in that window to help not only booster sales, but because it's a limited time. Let's say you don't have a Switch. Let's say you want this game and you wanted both. It's like you've got to go out and buy that now 
in this window. If like maybe you're waiting for Switch Pro or something, those rumors of the Switch Pro happening, maybe this is their way to get you to go buy it within this window specifically because they need like it's part of their plan. Like they actually have goals that they're, they might be worried about, the, maybe their momentum might actually slow down next year. And they're like, no, this this created force, created demand will help us reach those and maintain that momentum. It all comes back to the shareholders every time. It is. I, I, I Yeah, I really don't know enough about Furukawa, the current head of Nintendo. Um, all I can say is, like, uh, I, I mean, it, this feels like more of a very business decision. This is purely business. We want to, we their Nintendo stocks are doing very well, and it, it is, business is good, and they just want to keep it up. And as you said, they got to keep shareholders happy. Um, I, I just wonder if, you know, I, I, I just wonder if that's like really the only, the really the only reason why this is happening. I would be very curious to know. It's not. It's business, Mario. It's not personal. Uh, yeah. Ben, do you give them the benefit of the doubt? Do you think this is a dangerous trend? The get it now, while you still oh, can. Oh, I mean, people like, are. I just yeah. I say that because we we sound kind of timid on the subject, and people are pissed. I'm I'm, I'm seeing a lot of people oh, that are sure. very 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 scared. Uh, the word dangerous. I think. Um, I don't know. I Nintendo overprices stuff. Absolutely. Uh. Uh, yeah, it's been a consistent problem for a very long time, right? That they they sometimes charge more than what they deliver, and they don't always um, they don't always. It, sometimes it feels like you're fighting with Nintendo rather than them fighting for you, and like. I don't know. It, it's it's tough because there are so many instances with, like, not just the Switch, but over the years. I mean, it's been a struggle getting Nintendo to just have like good online play. Like playing Smash Brothers online is still a mess, right? And but at the same time, it sort of feels like we're complaining about things that people already know about, like. You already know that Nintendo is a big dumb elephant, and you you already know all of this stuff. Like you already know that there's a lot to deal with, right? And it's also true that they make some of the best, most unique experiences year after year at the same time, and so you put up with it for that. Um, so there is there's plenty to criticize. There's plenty to, to praise. Uh, if people think this is bullshit, they're right, uh, but it is not unexpected. It seems to me like it's a prime prime example of just vote with your wallet. Like, if you're pissed about it, don't buy the damn thing. It's and maybe they'll get the message if enough people don't buy it. And I think that's it. I think that's the thing that causes the most anger, Ian, is, like... They never get the message? They Well, people well don't I think send that message people their, don't send that message because they love the game so much. Ben, and like, then, again, yes. the, the Disney-Nintendo analog happens right. again, where it's right. like they can just do whatever the hell they want. The right. people will pay it. Yeah, the message people will be loud it. and yes. clear. So yeah. many yeah. people are yeah. like, I'm angry yeah. about this vault time thing. I already pre-ordered it. It's like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we did get one comment from last last podcast. We're like, what is this, 50, 100 day, 100 a day? What is this from? They're like, yeah. 2,000 days? 10,000 I've followed you through <laughs> several <laughs> podcast episodes and live streams, and this seems to be a thing. Who said that first? <laughs> seems to be it's a Jurassic thing. Park, everybody. Turns out it's 2,000. Huber and I always say 5,000 a day, 10,000 a day. It's 2,000 a day, 10,000 a day. 2,000, 10,000. So there's a little Bears correction from the source. It. 
what's Nintendo going to make on this? 2000 a day? 10000 <laughs> I think a lot of people are going to buy in. I'm very curious to see when Nintendo does this again because they are... Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I want to I wanna see if they've fixed some controls in Sunshine, and I want to see... Both of those games in HD, you know, for sure. I do. I Man, do it's really just want to replay Sunshine. Yeah, I mean that's it. That's the. Forget me. There you go. They just want to buy it for like 10, 15 bucks. Twenty. Well, as, yeah, yeah, as I expressed, I well, I'm, that's, I'm super yeah. uh, ignorant with the Galaxy series. I played neither Galaxy One or Two, so. Uh, I think yeah. See, they, like, they've got they got everyone. Yeah. But the music I, is so I think, good, Jones. I, I think what's so infuriating is when you are the top dog, and could be more generous you could do this in a better way yeah. and but you don't have to but you don't have to so you won't <laughs> hey, yeah. at least yeah. they have i mean just put do, redo the logo put a one plus two on that galaxy and you know yeah then that's i'd pay 60 bucks for that Star or, Super, or Mario Super Mario Galaxy. Yeah, oh. <laughs> perfect. perfect. Maybe that's maybe that's yeah maybe that, I can that reveal that but as i was gonna say hey at least they're not delisting the Wii U yeah. versions of those games at a cheaper price just yet. <laughs> just yet. Yeah. 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 They will. Yeah. Yeah. They will. The day this goes on sale, yeah. everyone please check the Wii U shop. Yeah. Make sure it's not Super delisted Mario. because they've the moment, done this with every other Wii yeah. U port. The moment you, I hit export on this podcast. If you still have yeah. your Wii U hooked up to your TV right now, <laughs> let us know. Write a comment. There's literally like four years of dust on Omar's <laughs> Wii U. Okay. <laughs> It hasn't moved. And now, a word from our sponsors. We were given a Pro X wireless headset that's on Ian's head. Right now, it's holding. Ah. Is that what's holding your hair up so beautifully? What is no, it? there's a clip, a clamp, clip. A clip clamp? Whatever they're called. Butterfly clip back there, too, doing the, the bulk of the work. So you've, you, you, you've been wearing it, you've been showing it off. Another week has gone by. Still yeah, something you dig? Still something you like right using? Now, yeah, I like them because uh, they're wireless. I can walk around, hear stuff. When I'm playing a video game like Dorstiny 2, I was I, put it I was on. very lucky. I was almost said some uh, some some terrible things about Ian because I was like, he's away from his desk. Quick! And he was like, Mahaha! <laughs> I was like, I can hear uh, you. Yeah. I can still hear you. Um, Gotta be careful. I swapped out. They ha I learned last week that these are called Leatherette. It's very hot right. in my apartment, so I swapped out the leatherette ear cups for the velour ear cups, mm. just like Zap Brannigan's uniform. <laughs> yes. Uh, and they let my ears breathe a little bit. <laughs> Don't tempt me to read the rest of it. Based on the award-winning pro gaming headset design. I gotta... I gotta... I don't ever leave my house because I'm terrified of everything, but I gotta bring this to the studio, Jeff, so you can pick it up. I know. Oh, I got another one. one. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. yeah nice. They sent me two. Yeah. Everybody at home's Thanks, like, Logitech. oh yeah, Logitech. He said Logitech he gets to show off his. I don't have them. Something... Yeah, I, I'm actually secretly porting it just yeah. to drive. Bender's Jones closer insane. to those headphones than I am. <laughs> Speaking of, uh, based on the award-winning pro gaming headset design, the Pro X wireless headset features high-quality materials, advanced communications, precision audio, and total wireless freedom. It has light-speed wireless technology and up to 20 hours of battery life, 20 plus. There's a detachable pro-grade microphone featuring real-time blue voice technology, including passive noise isolation, a compressor, limiter, and more for clean professional voice comms. Advanced pro- A note about that. Mm -hmm. A note about that, Jones. First first day I got it, I, I didn't have the G-Hub installed, the Logitech G-Hub software. Uh, and so I, it, it worked plug and play, just raw with the thing plugged in. Um, when I 
put in the G-Hub stuff, then I got all that blue ah. tech and all that stuff, so it sounded way better. It sounded good out of the box with the ear earphones, but like, yeah. That improves it, so don't forget to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Advanced Pro-G drivers deliver clear and precise sound imaging with improved bass response. Hear footsteps and environmental cues with clarity to give you the competitive edge with supreme comfort and durability. The Pro-X has a pro-grade sleek and minimal design that's built to last with premium aluminum and a steel reinforced headband. Its ultra-comfortable memory foam ear pads and headbands are wrapped in plush leatherette and provide passive noise isolation. Extra velour ear pads are also included for a softer feel. For a limited time, Logitech G is offering our listeners 10% off of select products at LogitechG.com. Use code EASYA, that's easy, the word easy, E-A-S-Y-A, for 10% off today. That's 10% off select Logitech G products with promo code EASYA. That's E-A-S-Y-A for the code and Logitech G. G.com. Like the Emma it Stone be movie. <laughs> and now I'm going to try to get through this next read with only saying this word once. Alexa. I'm always looking for ways to make my life better. Um, and one way that uh, that device makes my life better definitely is uh, that's what's playing music every single time we feed Milo lunch, we feed Milo dinner. We got the, uh, the Bird and Ernie playlist is a favorite lately. Uh, digging up some old classics that I haven't heard, but uh, also operates the lights. I know this activates in, in your house, Ian, because I've heard you I've got, utter as I was such. just counting how many of these we have. We have at least four plugged in, and I have wow. three other ones, because they sent me an Echo Dot, uh, which is the newer version. Very sleek. But specifically, uh, uh, that device also works with lights, which I have set up in my house as well. It is very nice to turn on the light before I enter a room that Milo is in, so I can just turn it on to a low setting or turn it off when I am leaving. And right now, Amazon is offering a special smart lighting bundle for our listeners. With an Amazon smart lighting bundle, you can turn your home into a smart home in just minutes. Setup is easy. You don't need any extra equipment. Just connect your new smart bulb to the Echo Dot and you're all set. Set every possible mood with over 16 million light colors to choose from or control the lights in your home with the sound of your voice just say hmm turn on the lights you can also set lighting routines to gently wake you up in the morning help you wind down at night completely turn off at a certain time this stuff is super fun i've been using this for a long time and it's fantastic right now you can get 20 percent off of your amazon smart lighting bundle only at amazon.com allies every bundle includes an echo dot smart speaker and a singled color changing light bulb that's amazon.com allies to get 20 percent off and take advantage of this amazing smart home deal amazon.com slash allies this is the light bulb i'm gonna put it what i'm gonna mount i want to mount it up behind me listeners how about but that light bulb there huh how about that <laughs> that's <light> nice <laughs> that's you can nice. change listeners you can change the color let me see if i can do it oh, oh. there it is oh. No. i'm using the app right now but i could use listeners my voice, the color's changing at this point I feel like you're yeah. about to hunt ghosts. Right. That's what, that's what you look like. <laughs> uh, and now Ian's putting away the light, and we're getting on with the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> thank you to Amazon. Ow. And if you are a patron of Easy Allies, thank you. Shout out. Shout out to the patrons. Starting a new month. We'll get to those shout outs later. G-Force had a special event. Take it away, yeah. Michael Damiani. I don't care. There's graphics cards. I don't. I'm good. Yeah, graphics know. cards. You like? I don't you know. Like One thousand four hundred and ninety-nine dollars. It seems like a lot to spend on a graphics card. I, I mean, know, that's one that's of the, the big prices. One. That's like the Titan. What? Isn't that what that's, you want to get? 
Everybody the keeps saying 380, the, the 380. Like, the Everybody's Titan saying was like the Neo the Geo of the day. It was like nobody <laughs> had that. That's too powerful. What you want, yeah. what you might be more interested in, Jones, are in the two uh, low models, the 3080 mm-hmm. and the 3070, coming in at a six ninety nine and four ninety nine. And uh, just so you know, so to put this in perspective, okay. uh, so so for people who don't know, Nvidia announced their new uh, Ampere uh, GPUs or graphics cards uh, are coming out. Uh, some are coming out this month, um, and one's coming out. Uh, the September seventeenth. The I G- think it's pre-orders uh, open seventeenth. I don't think they come sorry, out. Sorry, yeah. The 17th. It says mm-hmm. release date on the press release, so it says release really? date. G- GeForce RTX thirty eighty releases on September seventeenth for six hundred ninety nine dollars. Well, uh, shoot. The GeForce RTX thirty ninety, which is essentially a Titan, uh, comes out on September twenty fourth for for $1,499, and in sometime in October, the GeForce RTX 3070 will be coming out for $499. To put this into perspective, uh, two years ago, I bought an RTX uh, 2080 Ti. It's not pronounced Ti, it's pronounced Ti, I was corrected. Are you kidding me? Apparently, but I'll call it Ti as well. Uh, Hey, three of us have that. Yeah. And those were I've like, got the those were like twelve to thirteen hundred dollars. Oh, okay. Sometimes more expensive. I'm sorry, Damian. I'm sorry. Did anybody else want to flex? I just can we get this taken care of before we move yeah. on with the story? I don't no, want to just run through this. You're about to be deflated, Jones. <laughs> Let's talk I'm about, about CPUs. To be so deflated right I now. I just had the two eighty full stop. Should I leave this conversation? Am I allowed to be? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're about yeah. to, you're about to put yeah, you just kind of. You should go. You leave should go. the call. Jones, yeah. I spent that. I spent that money, and now that card is worth like two hundred dollars because the RTX thirty seventy. Is is going to be 20, roughly about twenty percent more powerful than my twenty eighty tie Ti for four hundred ninety nine dollars. I don't like it either. Ninety nine dollars for five hundred dollars. My twelve hundred dollar card is now outdated. Well, that's like the first uh, uh, you know a uh, purple item you grab in Burning Crusade. I've played this game before. <laughs> you know, it's a, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's yeah, MMO yeah. expansion logic, of course. Yep. Uh, I definitely bought the the 2080 Super, which just came out like last the end of last year, isn't it? Yeah, that was I bought their it last for six hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Damiani, got it for six hundred bucks, and now I'm just gonna get the 3080. For you've been talking about this forever. Right every time we break up Xbox, every time we talk about you know Sony and Microsoft engaged yes. on the battlefield, just making each other's Very mouths bleed. You're always like, <laughs> just wait. Well, we waited. It happened. What's 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 changed? Did you get this were you surprised by what they offered? I was surprised. Uh, I mean, I'm surprised at the pricing. Because I wonder if both Sony and Microsoft, we've always been saying that they've been like kind of playing chicken with, chicken with each other about who's going to go first with the full release in price. I wonder if they both knew that this was coming for a while and also wanted to see how much these cost because it might affect their pricing as well if they want to remain competitive. The thing is the two lower end cards, the 3080 and the 3070 which have really good specs on them for their price, which is surprising yeah, for there's NVIDIA. There's nothing low-end about in, the 80. In, yeah, there. They're, like I say low-end, <laughs> I'm comparing it to the 3090. Like, it's their middle... T- they might introduce other cards, but their middle-tier one, which is really... might be their best card since the twenty, the 1080 Ti Ti. I want to I want to say Ti, too, anyway. <laughs> uh, it's their, their value. They're actually really good values. And NVIDIA, for the last few years, has not been good at this. They've been overcharging. They have been not been pushed by a lot of competition from their from anyone else and now because of some faults that were in the first rtx line uh, the turing stuff they are now actually being reasonable and being a little bit competitive here and it's nice to see that it will be very interesting to see 
how this impacts anyone and how many people about their purchasing decisions going into this holiday season. Mm. Will people rather spend $500 to upgrade to an RTX 3070, which will arguably be more powerful than anything in the next-gen consoles in terms of GPU power, or... Maybe not even arguably. I mean, I'm just saying that for argument's sake because sure. I'm not uh, not that big of a tech expert here. Obviously, people like Digital Foundry and other places will have to get their hands on all these and do put it through their paces. They don't have the new consoles yet. We don't know. They know what's in them, but like they can't do full testing just yet. Or will people still want to stick with the consoles? Also, like the launch lineups. Right now, for me personally... I'm all on board with this. There's nothing that makes me want to buy and one of the new consoles at launch right now. I have zero interest in those consoles till some killer app comes out for them next year. And it feels like it's going to be next year at some point. Even Ratchet and Clank, launch window. I'm assuming it's going to be next year. So some point next year when Sony and Microsoft finally have some games for their system, I will be interested in buying it right now. I'm going to get this because you want to play Cyberpunk 2077. You want to play it the best way possible. This is the best way to play it. So combine those two together. And like, I, I feel like NVIDIA did made a really good call here. And I think if you're one of the console, if you're Sony and Microsoft, you have to be a slightly a little bit worried about this, especially Microsoft. I feel more has to be a little bit worried about this. Wow. Here with a spicy console comeback. Daniel Bloodworth, go. Get him, blood. <laughs> um, I mean, the only real comeback I can have is that, yeah, you know, closed architecture allows people to really, you know, flex that the the muscle of what's there since they can put the focus into that rather than, you know, accounting for all the possible configurations. Um, and, and then, you know, on the PlayStation end, we've got the 3D audio and the uh, uh, the controller stuff, and so there's you know there's extra little perks that go beyond just the graphics card in these consoles. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's gonna be a pretty big deal. Like they're, you know, th th these these cards are gonna be able to outperform for people that can take advantage of that, you know, like 8K, whatever, like that's a pretty, that's a pretty high end yeah. user <laughs> to be I able I, to like, do I, anything yeah. 8K. <laughs> uh, real quick, can I just clarify, when I said Microsoft might worry more, I meant for their hardware. Obviously, they're going to oh, be sure. thrilled with all their the Game Pass and all their service stuff. They're going to like, oh yeah, they're going to be like beautiful, perfect. Oh yeah, but their hardware. This thing yeah. can actually run Microsoft Flight Simulator. <laughs> <laughs> all all twenty discs at once. But do you think Ben did did Microsoft or Sony have a meeting about this either today or when they heard about it? Like, do you think that they're this is going to change up their schedule of when they're going to announce prices or anything they'll be doing in the next four or five months? No, um, I, I the way that and this has been changing with Microsoft, but like the, the, there is a pretty clear divide. Uh, a lot of times between the console audience and the PC audience, so I don't I don't think new graphics cards is really truly terrifying in any significant way for either company. Um, I I think there is a small percentage of people where it does influence them, like like us for instance. But I I don't think that's a lot of people. I, like if you if you have conversations uh, with a lot of people that play games, uh, there aren't that many that are both. PC people and console people. It, it tends to be one or the other. Um, and so I think the audience are our audiences are segmented enough that's not a huge deal. 
But as somebody who does enjoy playing on both immensely and feels an obligation to get these new consoles for his job, I, I, I'm in this like frustrating position where, you know, and first world problems here, but like, do I go ahead and, and get this new graphics card, even though I probably don't need it and the 2080 Ti will be fine? Or do I get it because it does seem like a good value? I don't know. Uh, so the, what I'm trying to say is it's really <laughs> kind of annoying that we don't know the prices for the new consoles yet. I mean, you heard it here. Damiani says there's no reason for him to pick up a Series X or a PlayStation At this 5. point. Yeah. I mean, if, if anybody told me that, stuff, I, I, yeah. I'd be like, yeah, that make, I, Damiani, I understand. Damiani, unblur your face, man. Oh. I don't know. It's kind of nice. Did it go blurry? Sorry. Yeah. yeah. I was, it, I I was mean, reading, though, this... I'm reading the specs on there and I have it full screen. So I, my camera mm. went away for a second. That's probably why. So I, 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 you know what? Hearing it from Ben, I, I think I may like. I'm very passionate about this, so I might be overselling a bit how much of an impact. And thinking about it a little bit more logically, like just hearing someone else say it sometimes is good to hear. We're so late in the game. I don't think this is going to actually affect anything other than timing, maybe for Microsoft and Sony, like yeah. because they can still change the price. They, the only, at this point, everything's set for their systems. They, they can't change what's in them. They're done. Like, they, they're coming out. But if they want to eat some more cost, one of them could say, ooh, that GPU is going to be 499 and, like, we're going to charge 600 for a console. Maybe we go to 550 and, like, we can eat a little bit more cost and, like, our analysis shows now. But, uh, yeah, again, like, how significant is this game going to impact people who only care about consoles? It's... I mean, maybe it is more just for fodder for, like, the the old, like, PC versus console stuff. Like, it's like, haha, PC gets to look at consoles again and, like, make fun of them for a few years. And then consoles surpass, you know, or consoles catch up and they're like, hey, look at us. Look what we got. But I love consoles both. Consoles yeah. aren't never going to catch up, Damiani. I mean, with well, like, I mean, their the exclusives. Is... Like, once those exclusives start running out from Sony, oh, you I can't. See. But, I mean, even some of those apparently are coming to PC, they said. So, <laughs> it's like. Bloodborne uh... on PC. Everything just came on PC. I love. I, I mean, I I enjoy playing games on both console and PC. It's mm. just it's specifically this announcement does not d didn't really sway me into not buying a Xbox or PS5 at the moment right now. So much as their lack of software at launch. That is the key thing right now for both Microsoft and Sony that is keeping me from being interested in pre-ordering when those. Well, go I live. think I think that they're because you guys mentioned that. Sony and Microsoft would would change their pricing structure based on these things. I think that like societal like their knowledge of audience reaction to sticker shock is the biggest contributor to that. Like they're they're going to try to get it down as far as they can yeah. whilst not losing out so much money cuz like if if the PS5 and Xbox Series X come out any higher than 599 people would lose their marbles and 599 is way too expensive already like they've yeah. got to be 499 or less or people are gonna freak and to me like the funny thing with this and i mean i, I was already on this boat like i've got game pass for pc and i love it um my pc just is a series x because microsoft has made it pretty clear they don't care where you play this stuff just do it um, so to me, it's like this, this is a nail in the coffin of the series X for anyone who already has a PC and just needs to upgrade their video card that wasn't going to get a PlayStation. It's like, okay, well, they're not going to get a series X. They'll get this 3070, which will cost roughly the same amount, you know, like that to me is a pretty direct analog. 
um, since the ar architecture of the games is already set up that way, whereas mic where Microsoft is just like, there aren't exclusives. Like, you can play everything on the PC. Well, so well if, if the number one thing is to get Game Pass subscriptions, right? They just want to yeah. give you as many avenues right. as possible to do that. Right. And that's, that's yeah, that's that's why I think this impacts Microsoft Series X more than PlayStation 5 because they've got those exclusives and those are the draw. Whereas the the PC Series X architecture is, is nearing a confluence where it's like the same thing. It's just you bought a you bought a prepackaged gaming PC called a Series X or you already had a PC. Like Microsoft doesn't care. They just want you to have Game Pass. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think too one thing to, you know, that does need to be kept in mind in terms of the price is that you know, like the console whether it's 500 or 600, like you've got everything, right? Right. Whereas yeah. these graphic card, you know, like the low end 500, but if you're like me and like you know, you haven't updated your PC in in a few years, right. then it's like you you need everything. Like you need a new motherboard, you need a new CPU, you need the new uh uh ssds that are going to be comparable to the consoles yeah that i mean i just i just quote unquote upgraded thing. so yeah i just quote unquote upgraded my pc for two thousand dollars like you right. know a few months back like this thing costs four thousand so far now yeah. total it is very and it's true. like i need it for my job so it's a interesting expense but like yeah <laughs> having to keep tabs on all that like make sure like these cards are compatible with like your motherboard I mean, yeah. the, I mean, these cards actually are three slot PCIe third or fourth gen. And people are saying, like, I think it's like you've got to check your like model number, make sure that it can has enough space to handle that and yeah. that it can get also the power. Everyone, everyone's going to be have yeah. fun with this. The the power source for the third uh, 3080, I believe 3090 is 12 pin. Like that? They're apparently all the manufacturers can include an adapter because everyone has two eight pins. It's like, or two six pins, depending on your thing, but the two eight pin, I think, is the standard. So you're going to have to, like, take those. It's like, it's like a four, four, and like, I don't know. It's weird. I was reading it, and it's like, that's just one of the things. We just assume that's going to work and be fine, and it'll you be. You can see it in the Digital Foundry video, because yeah. they got to look at it early. It's there. That's all the stuff you got to keep track of. Um, so I, I, it's not. It, there definitely is benefits to just going with the console. If if you if you don't really need the bleeding edge latest stuff, and you're ter perfectly fine with things running pretty nicely on your your home console, then as you like Blood said, like there are values to a closed system and having that mm -hmm. that type of system uh, available to you and that ease of pretty much plug and play with all the stuff you get. The one thing I did want to point out I forgot about is uh, obviously our ray tracing is on everything now. So like it, new consoles are going to have it. So that's not the benefit. The NVIDIA, what they do offer, and NVIDIA GPUs are not in the new consoles, but they are in Switch. Not the new GPUs, but NVIDIA GPUs power Tegra, powers the Switch, uh, is NVIDIA's DLSS. They're uh, machine learning uh, uh uh, that basically like does I don't know the technical thing for it. I apologize. I should just look it up right now. But it's it, like it, AI upscaling. Yeah, AI upscaling yeah. is a good way to put it, I guess. That could benefit. Uh, that's going to be a huge benefit for people playing on PC. But if these consoles ever decide to take uh, Nvidia up on these, but especially Nintendo, we're talking about maybe what they might do with their next iteration of Switch, whatever they do. This is a workaround for maybe not having to go all out for specs 
if DLSS will carry some of that load and allow you to run games at mm. higher resolutions without having the most powerful uh, GPU inside of your, your machine. So that is a, that's always like a wild card to me. Um, it, it seems to work pretty decently, but it'd be very, I'm most interested about how that will impact um, games in this coming generation, essentially, especially with PC stuff. Well, and they've, they've been branching into like unexpected, weird other territories. Like my voice right now, you're hearing me, I'm using RTX voice. Mm-hmm. Right, which is uh, also available And on apparently GTX. they're going to, no. yeah, they're going to upgrade all that stuff. Hmm. And uh, like, I've got like 12 fans in here. And like yeah. the attack is a little slow. So sometimes the front parts of my sentences get dropped. And like, yeah. you know, you can, te- you can hear yeah. it a little bit. I don't love the way it sounds. But the fact that I can stream and do podcasts and stuff with the air conditioner on and blows fans blowing like literally on me um, in my 95 degree de- apartment, uh, you know, it's it's not nothing. <laughs> it's a nice feature. Thanks, Nvidia. For that and I know some people don't science. like it, uh, but the you know the capture, the baked in capture uh, software they have now. That even works yeah. on an older card like mine, yeah. you know, yeah. like it's pretty convenient. Uh, I use it all the time. That's so the one good. I use for PC for, for me, inconvenient. And then even like their streaming software, apparently their broadcaster, they're they're yeah. adding more functionality. I'm, like that, I'm actually going to test it out because of two things. Apparently, you can apply RTX filters to other people in voice chat with you to hmm. fix their audio. Huh. Like it's doing it's, huh. and apparently it'll use some AI machine stuff to help make your stream run smoother somehow i i i was i just caught a glimpse of this headline of it and i was just like if there i mean it, it who knows if it even works as advertised but i'm all for people trying wow. out new things with streaming tech and pushing yeah. other people to improve their their products because it's mm-hmm. really nice at this era that there's no like one like more people are still trying to make streaming software and pushing so there's no one dominant thing so that like everyone is like trying to like up their game with that it's nice to not when you don't have a monopoly on stuff <laughs> any sort of rtx functionality can make patreon.com work better do you know what they've been looking sure. into that at all uh but it's the Patreon stop, could just stop, stop deleting comments. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of the main thing. Be, I'm looking that'd at be here. fine. Yeah. <laughs> like if we We're could just get that, that function. Uh, Thirty-one hundred. The that suit that that gold edition one. Ooh, okay. It's okay. coming out January <laughs> apparently. Very limited. Five hundred quantity only. Uh, yeah. You get those. You have, to, could, you have to sponsor Nvidia is that the on one their in that Patreon. Total War build. Yeah, you give Nvidia access to our Patreon account, and then they will they will fix it. They will use machine learning to improve those Patreon numbers. Well. If you are interested in getting a brand new graphics card and you're going to be spending more money on that than you would potentially spend on a PlayStation 4 or PlayStation 5, you might not have to worry because according to a 2020 corporate report, Sony wants to bring more first-party PlayStation games to the PC. They've already brought Death Stranding uh, and Horizon. I think Horizon was the more interesting get there because it had been a while yeah. since Horizon launched where Death Stranding was like kind of known. At, at, when it was announced, like yeah, yeah. something else was yeah, happening. Kinda, yeah. Unfortunately, um, Horizon stumbled out of the port. gate for a lot of people. It was bad, right? Isn't yeah. It? Oh, it's a bad port. Ooh. Yeah. Those Glitchy are on the same engine, just... so it sort of makes sense to me that it ended up being the, the second one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I forgot they're on the same engine. Wow. Yeah. It worked out well enough for Sony that they want to do more of it. According to this report, SIE aims to achieve robust revenue growth by accelerating the virtuous cycle. 
that has been established for the PlayStation platform. This entails increasing active users and playtime, enhancing network services, and reinforcing content IP so that consumers select PlayStation as their platform of choice. Especially Spider-Man fans. Targeted outcomes include growth in active users, stronger retention, and a shorter cash conversion cycle from which expanded cash flow can be accepted. Uh, expected, we'll, be, we'll explore expanding our first-party titles to the PC platform in order to promote further growth in our profitabili profitability. This, they seem like they were surprised this worked out at all. Like, they just had this idea, like, a year ago. You know, like, this... but it clearly, this was something they could have done. This is something they knew people were going to buy. I just, it doesn't necessarily indicate what broke within the company welcome for them to, to the, be like, let's eh, just do it. club, Sony. This, this, this was just, just happened with Sega Atlas. They were, yeah. like, so shocked yeah. by the, the overwhelming success of the their games on, on they're PC. Like, All they of them are coming like, to PC. We gotta do more of this, yeah. <laughs> it's like, we've been telling you, asking for this. What are you... Uh, it's like, they don't believe people. They don't believe their consumers. Uh, this is hilarious, but, yeah, sorry. Yeah, and also, Sony if apparently put, just discovering a lot of animosity between consoles and the PC community. Competition from online PC games and players from other industries is expected to continue to intensify. The fundamental growth strategy will be to innovate and evolve the PlayStation platform. To this end, SIE intends to make proactive investments to reinforce content IP and work to raise brand value, foster communities, and user engagement while enhancing DTC services. Love those DTCs. They get closer to users. We need to all try to talk like that. What the hell business PR speak was that? It's hard. Yeah, it's <laughs> hard. I feel you dirty. can only do it for so long. I feel like a lot of that is like we're gonna do our jobs. Um, yeah, that, yeah, gonna... exactly. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and this, uh, we need to make more money. And those like, are the two they, they said our paragraphs. goal is to innovate and evolve, and it's like, I assume. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> good. Good. Baseline goals. Yep. Good. We're gonna grow the brand. I'm like, okay, yeah, they, had no, a, they had machine kind learning. Of the, that's kind of the point. That for yeah. Them. yeah, I do. <laughs> I do want to say though, the the idea of <clears throat> PlayStation exclusives coming to PC is kind of like a perfect storm for me in a lot of ways. Where, like for Horizon, for instance, it was like it had been long enough since I played that game that I was hungry for another playthrough. And you know, even though that port had issues. The, the idea of playing something in an improved format without my P my PS4 Pro is so loud, <laughs> so not having to listen to that, it's just, it's just as somebody who enjoys those games enough that they would want to double dip, it, it makes me realize that they have a pretty strong catalog there. Like, I would double dip for Bloodborne in a, in a heartbeat. Like, I, the right. fastest that thing would, I ever did in my life. Spider-Man, do it in a heartbeat. engagement, indeed. Yes. Yeah, it would. I also that be a proactive investment on your party. That would be a proactive investment in my in my in the fostering of my enjoyment of their properties. In your DTC services. In my DTC. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what does that I, even I, mean? I also think it should be noted that um, Sony did not publish Death Stranding on PC. Mm. Right. Five oh five. That was five oh five. Yeah. So this really is the the only thing that they've done is Horizon. So it's very. Uh, yeah, very interesting to see that put out there as a test case where they like, they thought that hey, this is old enough that it's not going to cannibalize our our PlayStation Four sales right now, and we have Forbidden West on the way, so let's do it and get people hungry for PS Five. It makes me feel like Nintendo's mobile strategy is like, oh yeah, we're going to put stuff out on mobile to get people interested in Animal Crossing, and then when Animal Crossing hits Switch, we've got a couple million new people that are familiar with it. 
I think the thing, like, that makes sense. I, I think just the thing that is consistently kind of annoying about PC is you, you really invest in the platform and a lot of times you just have to wait, right? And so it's like, uh, you know, let's say you, you get introduced to all these new games that you couldn't play before because you don't have a PlayStation 4. You know, when there's their sequels come out, <laughs> you're, you're not necessarily playing them on PC. That could change, of course, but uh, I just feel like a lot of times that... That delayed release uh, can be frustrating, especially when it's your preferred way of playing things. So you should maybe or hold off on a Bloodborne with, like, on PC because then Bloodborne 2 comes out and you're screwed, you know? Yeah. Right? No? Well, no. <laughs> I mean, you've, you've, got, you've got Elden Ring, which is multi-platform, right? Right. So. But, so you got, you, congratulations, you're all executives now at PlayStation. What, what, what's going next? Is it Bloodborne? What are we? It's Bloodborne. It's, is it rigs? Damn right, it's Bloodborne. Make Bloodborne's it Bloodborne. a good pick. Yeah. It's gone. It's Bloodborne, Bloodborne. Bloodborne needs the PC port. You know what I mean? Like we need. Yeah. That yeah. game has it's some things that could be right technically now. improved. Uh, and it's it's an absolutely phenomenal game that has with withstood the test of time fiercely. You think over and its own technical limitations. <laughs> yes, it is. Like yes, it surpasses it is. its own its own yes. flaws with, yes. with beautiful perfection. Overall, that would be positively received compared to obviously a lot of the PlayStation fans that would be upset that they are losing a uh, an exclusive. You think double, you think Bloodborne? I don't think would, a single. Wait, I don't think a single human being would be mad that Bloodborne is on PC. How could you? How could you have not seen console fanboys? How could you be mad? They'll be too busy. Oh, You've already played it. it oh, it does. It's it's, it's, it's the integrity of they the whole thing. They were so mad about oh, yeah. Horizon. They were so mad. Oh, yeah. I forgot. <laughs> I forgot that Souls people, people don't. Horizon fans aren't Souls people. <laughs> well, Damiani, don't forget. Don't what? forget that the human the human mind is not capable of understanding <laughs> that that something being over here doesn't also take it away from over here. You know, things yeah, can just be equal on two. Favorite brand, you're attacking oh, my God, brand, yeah. Ian. Ian, are you gonna read all Stop the comments it. stating otherwise before next week? Is that you with that job that gets to read those comments? <laughs> Would that I could Thanos every. Oh, Stop DTCing my console. Uh, <laughs> Daniel Bloodworth made a lovely little game for us to play, but we do not have time to play it. Blood, is it cool if we do that next week? Let's play it anyway. Um, it could be. It, hey, y'all of you can make this you. an extremely quick game. Are we ready? Let's do it. I should not be Lightning in the play round. since I part of. The, hey, yeah. If, hey, they might. They might. Just, I was part of the selection, They might just so. kick back and, and let it go. You might have to step in. Uh, we haven't played this a while on the Easy Last podcast. It is press release me. I'm going to read uh, several press releases. <laughs> no. and I'm leaving it up to the panelists to let me know when they want these press releases to stop, and then I will move on yeah. to the next press. Basically, release. each person taps out, and whoever's last taps out. That's as far as we get. But keep in mind, you know, these are these are this is news. This is stuff people are tuning into a news podcast. They want to know these things. This is relevant information in the gaming space, and I will uh, attach just a little bit of a different personality to each of these reads just to get you in the mood. Take a sip of water first. Relevant information in the gaming space. <clears throat> Joe Ren. A company devoted to introducing high-quality interactive entertainment to the world has announced the launch of free-to-play magical girl RPG Magikami on its platform today. The Bishujo stylized title featuring 12 customizable city pop characters has players forge bonds, unlock skills, and discover each girl's inner possibility in an effort to save Shibuya <laughs> from a demonic force. 
Magic Cami is one of many headliners featured on Joran, <laughs> which includes English vocalized versions of the massively popular Kamehime Project, Versus Tales, and over 100 premium Japanese games. Our team is extremely proud that Magic Cami is considered a key part of Joran's introductory catalog, says a representative of Studio MGCM, the developer behind Magic Cami. We can't wait to cultivate a new community on this platform and look forward to playing other games that will find a home on this exciting new ecosystem. Magic Kami takes place after demons from another dimension appear to wreak havoc on Shibuya and its citizens. When a black cat grants a group of 12 girls a range of mysterious powers, players take on the role of a young man tasked with leading each magical girl to victory. Each skirmish features smooth 3D auto-battle gameplay. A flexible skill system may be used to unlock a variety of flashy movesets for each character, and fans will be able to customize each girl's outfit however they see fit. Players can also explore the gotcha for their kawaii really get-ups. <laughs> Magic Cami is now available to play for free on Joe Ren. Fans can expect the game to be updated on the platform daily with news and rewards. We made it! We did the whole thing! You, oh did my you, gosh, did you're you, too strong. Did you think for a second we were going to have you stop reading about magical girls? No. You're out of your no. mind! No. We're riding if that train all release, the way! That's why I made it the first one. Unfortunately, sex games, we're all in, baby. Unfortunately, yeah. hot girls are gone as we move on to the next one. As that gotcha line, though. That was my main reason for keeping that in the I sack. I had to pick oh that my gosh. That's, what that's me the 10, new, I picked a handful. That's the new Easy Ally slogan. Unfortunately, hot girls are gone. <laughs> SNK Corporation has announced that its celebrated Metal Slug series will appear in Half Brick Studios' Jetpack Joyride on iOS and Android devices today for three weeks only. The crossover features some of Metal Slug's most well-known characters and vehicles as oh, in-app purchases me. for fans to enjoy oh, as no. they wreak havoc with their bullet-powered jetpacks. The event also allows players to unlock special Metal Slug-themed costumes, vehicles, and jetpacks as rewards for their accomplishments. We are thrilled to be collaborating with one of mobile gaming's most beloved developers, says Koichi Toyama, company president of SNK Corporation. We believe the high-octane world of Metal Slug complements Jetpack Joyride's endless chaos well. Really and we sweet. can't wait for fans yeah, to both really Get me out of here. Get me out of here. <laughs> Giant Scam Industries, winner of the most misleading company name award two years in a row is beyond pleased to announce today their quickfire VR arena shooter Snapshot VR is now available in Steam's early access. Following Release a successful me. early access launch on Viveport, the team at Giant Scam has been hard at work implementing fixes, yeah, polishing me. up Give the gameplay, adding features, and engaging no, with their release. dedicated community. All right. <laughs> it's I, I wanted to be released after that first dumb sentence. It's, it's magical <laughs> girls or nothing, Brandon. Don't be afraid. Here comes Squadron 51 to save the Earth from an alien invasion. Squadron 51 is set to take off in 2021 to fight the invaders on PC, Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One. Squadron 51 is a sci-fi shoot-em-up game packed with action, developed in Brazil by Lumiart Studio and Fahorama Films. A games development studio and film production company joined forces to create an outstanding game filled with cinematographic cinematographic references. Thank you, uh, film podcast host. In gameplay and stylized full-motion video cinematics, it's a dynamic spaceship shooter with 2D gameplay combined with a 3D environment, all in glorious black and white. The game's aesthetics refer to the cinema of the 1950s. In Squadron 51, players will have to beat 11 different levels filled with hundreds of enemy ships and demanding bosses. The fights will take place in various scenarios, snowy mountain peaks, forests, or in-between city skyscrapers. The game offers local cooperation mode, with the second player able to join the game at any time to help a friend. During the gameplay, players will earn points that allow them to unlock new, more deadly weapons and special upgrades for their fighter planes. Every 
Every stage of the game is filled with live-action cutscenes shot by a professional film crew with real human and alien actors, all supervised by the co-creators of the project from Fahirama Films. The final version of Squadron 51 will feature over 50 cutscenes. Gamescom 2020 is a great opportunity to present a unique behind-the-cinematics trailer which sheds more light on how the numerous full-motion videos are made. Characterization, costumes, and CGI specialists will have many hours preparing all the characters to look like they were taken alive from the old sci-fi movies. We knew this world was being watched by other intelligent species greater than man. They finally found their way to Earth from a distant corner of outer space. We, humans, welcomed them with open hearts, but we were fooled. They promised us a bright future and a good partnership of different species, but it quickly ended. It turned out that Vega Corporation has no good intentions toward the inhabitants of our planet. Director Zarog, a powerful leader of Alien Enterprise, immediately started to implement his plan to enslave humankind. Fortunately, a group of daredevils formed a resistance unit ready to fight the invaders. Squadron 51 will have to face a technologically advanced fleet of flying saucers, but fear not. They definitely don't lack the courage. It's time to join the rebels and take a flight. What was it about that one? Damn. Was that sexy? Well, was that sexy release. too for some yeah. reason or what? That's a press release, man. I mean, I, I think I think it sounded kind of interesting, but it was just a good read. Like you really yeah. captured the, the <laughs> alien the voice. The voice, I, the voice was a good choice. Yeah, I, I stayed in that one because you you nailed the the alien classic invasion vibes. I felt like I was in the dine-in, the sci-fi drive-in restaurant nice. in MG, in Hollywood Studios, Florida. What Having more, just know? played a lot of Disrail Humans, you what put more? me right back there. That, that's, that, that is a compliment for sure. Responding to suggestions that its latest trailer looks somewhat similar to Cyberpunk 2077, development me. studio Release Double me. Moose, the outfit behind forthcoming Old People Mayhem Sandbox Just Die Already, also widely known within the industry as Double What, has suggested any likenesses is <coughs> purely coincidental. Hype for CD Projekt oh, Red's me. latest. There we go. <laughs> Thank you. You held on, Damiani. You did. See there, your read. Yeah. Bain, yeah, 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 yeah. You you bring <laughs> a lot to read. bias yeah. here. It was a bait guys. read. I felt it was a bait yeah, read, just, but still, like uh, we would have bailed okay. on that anyway. I hear yeah. the I hear see the words. I read them. I hear voices in my head. It's true. Also, this week there was a lot of other news, a lot of other headlines. I'm going to go through these headlines as quickly as possible. Feel free to shout out stuff if you would like to let our this viewers know more. This is the fast more. part now, Damiani. Yeah. For the panelists and listeners to know at the same time, Ubisoft confirms PS5 will only be backwards compatible with PS4 games. Uh, wait, wait, yes, yes. Right. Yes. So no PS3, PS2, or PS1. Not that yeah. any of us were expecting it, but Sony didn't say anything. Ubisoft had to do it. Uh, Tom, speaking, but hold on. Uh, don't don't go uh, making Ubisoft the heroes just yet. Tom Clancy's Elite Squad removed <laughs> oh, no. raised fists from their trailer uh, and from oh, the game, right. which appeared to criticize yeah. Black Lives Matters, and which is a excellent just, way to do that indirectly remember, in video game form. Doesn't event. make political games. Yeah. yeah, just ahead of their next event. They're, you can't make a Tom Clancy game and not be political. That's the, <laughs> I know. They, I know. They're I know. ridiculous. Yes, they're ridiculous. <laughs> like, it was like straight up and I would, the Black yeah, Lives Matter I, I, logo, I, too. I'd point you on over to that trailer, but it does Very not, not out there anymore. Different. Chris Tales got a November 17th launch date. The Euden Chronicles Kickstarter is nice. done and raised more than $4.5 million. So that, there you go. 
nice. That might be Very the nice. best news of 2020. Pretty good. <laughs> uh, also heartwarming, Children of Morta's Paws and Claws charity DLC. They made it. They made a DLC just for charity. Raised over fifty thousand dollars for the International Humane Society. Hey. That's incredible. Well done, Children of Morta. Very nice. Uh, Kate Bishop coming to Avengers. She will lead into Hawkeye's appearance in November. Uh, hmm. Apparently, has a different skill set. We'll see if that actually happens. But uh, uh, I don't know anything about Kate Bishop. Uh, sadly, but she looked really fun in that trailer. Good, good vibe. I good agree. Vibe. More, bo- yeah. more bows and arrows coming to this game, but she will be in the game before Hawkeye is. Uh, that was recently announced in uh, their um, war table. Uh, Ninja, Mr. Beast, G2 Esports, and Aim Lab all collaborated to donate a million dollars to special effects for Fall Guys. So all four of them get skins. So one of those skins mm. will be a ninja skin. Uh, Mr. Beast can't beat him. Join yeah, him. Mr. Beast and Ninja were battling for a while, uh, but this was just literally a, f- a complete social media stunt from Fall Guys that worked out very well for special effects. So, and kudos to all of them for contributing. There's a there's a game currently on Steam called Biohazard Village, but don't get excited because it's not <laughs> not what you think it is. No way you can make a game that fast. But they were just making some horror game, and I'm guessing we're like, hey, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know we could call this thing. <laughs> so you could why would make you a game do that, that fast, though? though? Because then you get what? shouted out on a podcast. Why would you only right, sell a Mario game for six months? I don't, you know. It's, it, it, just, <laughs> it, immediately discounts, it immediately discounts any possibility of your game being good or having any scruples. Want to be better. Yeah. Check that game in. Let me know if there's got any scruples in there. <laughs> Want to be this it. masterpiece. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's freaking incredible. Uh, yeah. Dead by Daylight is coming to next gen on everything. Uh, it'll be cross-platform on Steam Stadia and Switch. Uh, currently, that is all that has been announced, so you'll be able to carry over those save files. But We should do another well, Dead yeah, by cr- Daylight Cross-progression. Cross cross so it's already yeah. cross-platform play, but you'll it's be able to take your save file with you. Yeah. That game is sweet. Uh, game is good. Vlambeer, who uh, developed Nuclear Throne and Left Rousers, closing its doors, uh, which is normally a very sad thing, but they're pretty jovial about the whole thing. They've been in business for 10 years. It's their 10th anniversary, and they're like, we're moving on. We're just going to, you know, as a, as a group, we're going to go on and do other things. So uh, best huh. of luck to the whole team. Edge of Eternity is nearing the end of early access, which is also very good to hear, uh, planning on releasing next spring. Cloud gaming revenue uh, reached $585 million in 2020, estimated to be $4.8 billion by 2023. Uh, AT&T no longer interested in selling Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment. Woo! Hey. <laughs> Which is like DC fandom, I guess. Was it like the last yeah, thing they were fandoms? waiting on? I guess yeah. that went well. <laughs> it might the have. Batman dude. saved it. They're checking. Yeah, do people in the, Oh, they still like Batman. Good to know. All right, we'll keep it. Uh, I do. Madden NFL 21 sold 20 percent more copies in its first week than last year's Madden um, for potentially all sorts of Despite reasons. Despite apparently being terrible. Uh, right. That's yeah. the thing that confuses right. me. Uh, but is, is everyone's seeing, saying like I heard but nothing but bad things. Everybody's about at home. They want to watch. As we happen. learned on this podcast, the reviews didn't come out until after the early um, access version. So. Yeah, we will Good speak point. of those reviews very shortly. Rocket League going free to play, which we knew, but they are dropping PS Plus and Switch Online services. So if you play on those platforms. You do not have to go through. Do you know? Services. I have a question. That's pretty huge. It's still not yeah. going free to play on Xbox, though, right? Uh, not according to no. Okay. Not not no plans to drop that service. Uh, like it's like Fortnite. You don't need to be subscribed to Plus right. to play Correct. online. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, love this, Ben. Pokemon Masters EX was trending for a bit in lowercase, which is a bad idea. Can you guess why? <laughs> Pokemon Masters EX. Master Sex. Yay! Yay! I, I actually I actually saw that on Twitter and 
I really thought it was just people posting <laughs> Pokemon Masters, Pokemon Masters having sex. Pokemon I really sex. thought that's what it was. I mean, it kind so of was. Like, I'm not, into that. Maybe it is now. Yeah. yeah I, I, I totally forgot about the mobile game, and I really Twitter, thought it was just a hashtag for yeah. that. Yeah. They, and they just recently changed that name, too, from whatever it was before. Did you see the, the Game Explained tweet? No. They're like, now you know why we're not games explained. No, <laughs> sure. No. Games explained. Yeah. They now they should just take it one game. At they a should time. switch right. it over. Yeah. But love when that stuff happens. Love it even more when it happens to Pokemon. And uh, it's officially fall in Animal Crossing: New Horizons. So if you've been putting that game off, and you're like, ah, oh, play it when the season changes. It happened. Um, go check that stuff out. I have fallen off the Animal Crossing wagon, and that feels bad. I enjoy that game. Get on it. Get back on yeah, the wagon, there you baby. Go. There you go. Okay. Thanks, guys. Yay! It is time for Love and Respect. Love and Respect. From Chris Brown. Hi, allies. About two years ago, I developed motion sickness for the first time while playing Fortnite with my dad. When I died, watching him play led me to turn off the game within minutes. At first, I wasn't sure what caused it, but over time, I discovered that when camera control is taken away in third-person games, my sense of balance is thrown off. It's a very specific issue, one that never bothered me before, but it has meant that I've had to change the way I play games or skip games entirely. No target locking in Bloodborne, no snap aiming at Red Dead Redemption 2, and definitely no watching streams of third-person games. This has given me a new appreciation for accessibility features in games and made me thankful that I'm still able to play games and enjoy the medium we all love despite this new issue. Have you ever had to change how you play or skip a game altogether, whether due to something like motion sickness, a disability, or another reason? Much love and respect to Chris Brown. Kudos to Brad Ellis who told me to turn the camera shake down in Avengers, which I could tell. I'm like, why do I feel like I'm in a car accident this whole time? What's going on? And it was like, oh, I just would have never. And the game looks so much better. Like, effects-wise, it really frames stuff. Hmm. Um, that I can really appreciate. I'm sure if you watch my review next week, you'll be like, that's what those first couple shots were doing. I'm trying to figure out the difference there. But I uh, had never I thought about shake in a game before, ever. I definitely have turned down camera shake. I don't like camera shake. I hate it. Just game design-wise, I don't like it when the camera's taking control away from me. And as a design philosophy thing, that's not what I'm here to do. But... uh yeah, I've got to mess with the field of view and, and stuff on a lot of games on PC. I, I I try to sit back from my monitor as much as I can, because if I'm too close, I get kind of woozy. I cannot mm. watch someone else play PSVR, because like, something about the mm. frame rate on the TV or something VR just in makes general, me like, yeah, it's instantly. Rough. Like, Index, I can, I, I've been in an Index all day playing like Elite Dangerous or whatever. I can't, I can't play walking games in VR. But, like, Alex, where you teleport, mm. was totally fine. But, like, I cannot watch anyone play PSVR, right? Like, instantaneously feel terrible. Yeah. You know me in VR. I can't mm-hmm. do it. My mind isn't, like, movement not matching up with more, my movement. So it, it goes... Oh. Fast camera movements. It's basically, uh, like, first person. There's just so much cutting and movement and... It's also trying to simulate what you're seeing, so my like brain, just, like I, best of my knowledge, my brain doesn't like it, and watching it is worse than playing it. I, I find like I can actually play it more than I can watch it, but oh man, like games that like have fast cuts, like uh, like movement and movement like that from first person, it's like ugh, like camera movement too fast. No, I'm done. I'm out. I've gotten pretty I- weird about 
sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say I've noticed too, and maybe the, the person who wrote in could try this. I've noticed for me, if I'm, if I'm too hot, mm. I get motion sick really easily yeah. playing mm. games. If, if my body temperature is too high, um, I don't know. Mm. Sorry, Ben, go for it. I've gotten really weird about the subtitles, and I did not always used to be this way. Uh, I, I play pretty, not, I guess not like Tony Hawk, I suppose, but I, I, anything that has any amount of dialogue, really, I, I have to have subtitles on in the game. It's weird. I wasn't like that before, and I just, I don't know if it just helps me focus more, because I just, I hate the feeling of being like, oh, wait, what did they say? Or, or how did they pronounce that? Like, I just get very specific about it with games. Um, and I even occasionally watch like an English language movie with subtitles. There's just something I've, about uh, yeah. about it that that enhances the the enjoyment for me. I've always got subtitles on now. Uh, my girlfriend's Norwegian, so like she always has them on. But like, yeah, I'm just used to it now. Subtitles yeah. You're gonna can be play fun Tony you, Hawk. Yeah. You're gonna play Tony Hawk in Japanese though, right? Creators of Ten. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty great, Tony. Uh, Tony like talks to you in the tutorials and i don't i don't know how anybody could walk away from those tutorials and be like anything other than tony hawk is an amazing guy he's just so genuinely enthusiastic and you're like i want to go out and skateboard right now tony you're giving me so no. much you energy just reminded me you just reminded me that that comes out tonight Two yeah well, yeah yep, yep, yep. it's on my computer I'm not just enthusiastic Dude. about the sport enthusiastic about the games you know about the franchise he, oh he, he is loves it. I, I i often wonder like how you know what? What was Tony going through that whole time? That you know, Pro Skater was just a bad, bad like ride and all that stuff. Like when Five came out, like did he take a moment? Like I wonder how much he was affected by that stuff. <laughs> that game is a bright spot in a dark time. But uh, subtitles are fun, uh, Ian, for old movies uh, that you've seen already. Oh, yeah. You know, like I'll go back yeah. and watch a movie I've seen a billion times, but I'll just pick up like, oh, I didn't, I never heard that yeah. dude in the background or that yeah. one line just... or something. Rewatching Bill and Ted uh, two before watching three because Sophia had never seen two or three. Obviously, uh, so many lines in that movie where I had always thought just because they speak like stoners or whatever, sure. I just always thought wrong words like things I've been quoting my whole life is just like oh he says that yeah, that's weird exactly <laughs> subtitle gang <laughs> subtitles um, yeah I mean for me this I mean first of all this question re reminds me of Rich Brown. Um, Rich Brown, right. shout out. Yeah, my 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 wonderful guy sitting next to me for so many years at GT um, went all over the world with that guy, um, and yeah, he couldn't play hardly any first-person shooters. I think once in a while there'd be something to come out, and maybe he would just like be all over it because it's like it didn't make him sick. You know, I feel like one of the kill zones or something. Which, just, which sometimes warms it your heart because so it means random. he's trying. You know, it means he's popping yeah. these games yeah. in and giving them a shot, even though he knows it's most likely to to mess him up. Yeah. Um, but I guess for myself, um, I think it's like it's not a huge barrier. Like it won't stop me, stop me from playing games. But just in terms of like my own comfort, like I'm just not like a keyboard and mouse kind of guy for like shooters and 3D movement. Like it's it's partly <laughs> getting my fingers in the right place for like a lot of the extra functions. But it's also because I did so much data entry when I was younger. That it, like my hands just get like real stiff mm -hmm. and achy really quickly that way. Whereas with a controller, for some reason, that doesn't happen. So I just feel a lot more comfortable with that. Uh, makes it's it's yeah. weird. It varies for me on games on PC. Some of them I'm like Sea of Thieves. I prefer controller, but Destiny Two is so good on keyboard and mouse. <laughs> Correct. Correct. I just basically think of people coming in that uh, you know 
don't necessarily know why they're turned off by a game or even just gaming in general because they ha are having some issue that is solvable that there are settings they can go and adjust and you know they're like all right i'm just game maybe gaming's not for me makes me i hope that has not happened you just have inverted camera controls is one of those things well you, know? you didn't know for a long time because if you haven't been playing games and you don't know about it people pick it up and it's like oh right. I, I can't this is too complicated for me and then you like you switch to the other setting whatever it might have been on by default right. and like oh now i get it you know and suddenly they enjoy the game so you i hope that every game has as robust of settings as um last of us part two that the mm -hmm. accessibility in that was phenomenal the, like being yeah. able to pull the view back and all mm -hmm. the motion sickness settings and stuff so good i got the in the reviewer's guide for avengers they have a whole chunk that's like okay let's talk accessibility and they brought in able gamers and it's it's neat to see not only something that, cool. that more games are doing but more games are like excited about doing and they're like hey yeah here's you know it's it's as exciting for us to tell you this as it is to tell you what you know black widow's moveset so well um, and it's just nice like it, it, i mean i love that it's there for like accessibility purposes to make games more you know accessible to more people but also just like um just to make a game more customizable for everyone uh, yeah. is always a good thing. Also, uh, shout out to Black Widow. That sweep, man, knocking him up in the air. Very useful. <laughs> that grapple. Good times. Hey. Mm -hmm. That grapple's super fun. Speaking of Avengers, from Kyle DeSormier, a very well-timed uh, love and respect post. Salutations, allies. Square Enix's Crystal Dynamics Marvel's Avengers. I love that. <laughs> Came out this week, and it made me think of a game I'll call Avenger or Not Us League. I'll name 10 Marvel characters, and the panel must decide if they were ever a part of the Avengers. Two things to note. I used the Marvel fan wiki and Wikipedia to confirm if a character was in the Avengers, and there won't be any tricks like with, oh, Johnny Storm's Human Torch was an Avenger, but Gulliver Jones's Human Torch wasn't. Hope this game is amusing. Love and respect. Y2Kyle89. Number one. This is coming at a really interesting time for me because I want to be more into comics. So this will be good more. This will be good motivation. You'll know how much work money. you have to do after these ten. Yeah, exactly, days. exactly. Probably a lot. Brother Voodoo. Avenger. Yes. Or not us league. I'll not say us not. League. I'm gonna say not us as well. I. I'm Avenger. Gonna... I'm gonna say Avenger. I think sometime in the '80s or something. Ian believed he was. Uh, he was an Avenger. First appearance: Strange Tales, number one sixty-nine, in September nineteen seventy-three, and he joined the Avengers and the X-Men. Uh, uh, in Avengers and X-Men Axis number nine in December of 2014. Uh, there's a, there's a thing there, I wonder if we'll sense a trend with these because the Avengers comics, I feel like they were like when weird side stuff gets popular, like in the seventies and stuff like voodoo was kind of doing stuff for a second in movies. Hmm. So I'll tell you, I'll, like, I wonder, I'll tell you the first appearance then well, that will hopefully help. Number two, fool killer. First appearance, Omega the Unknown, number nine, in July of 1977. Fool, fool killer. killer. Fool, fool killer. killer. What year? I kill fools! 1977. <laughs> Comics are great. Not Us League? Fool killer. Not Us. Not Us, yeah. He was not in the Justice League. Wow. Snow Guard, first appearance, Champions, volume two, number 19, in June of 2018. Not in the Justice League, whoa. Fairly, uh... Sorry, not in the, not in the 2018? Avengers. 2018? Yeah, I was, was going to say, wait, I thought we were just talking about um, Avengers. The Nottus League is throwing me. Sure. Uh, Avengers. Uh, you, said, you said Snowguard? Snowguard. Avenger. Yeah, I'm going to say Avenger as well. I haven't gotten to a character I even heard of yet, so. Nottus League. Uh, <laughs> okay. Mantis. First appearance, Avengers yes. 112 yes. in June of 1973. Joined the giant size Avengers. The number yes. four yes. in June yes. 1975. Yes. Well done, Mantis. Nice. Shamrock. 
<laughs> first appearance Marvel Superhero Contest of Champions number one which is also a video game uh, June of 1982 Shamrock Shamrock uh, I'm gonna say yes. Yes. I just and want it to be yes I have no idea uh, so I'm gonna say yes not us not I'm us lead, Shamrock not uh, us damn. Damn. Uh, Rogue first appearance Avengers Annual number 10 October 1981 yes well not you told us it's eight. Avengers Annual yeah, just because they're in a comic, there's villains in yeah, comic. I was gonna say, sure, sure, sure. You know, Alfred. You know, the Alfred. I'll go not you know, us. Random characters. I'll be the different. I'm gonna say not us I, as well. I could see her being like a guest spot. Yeah, yeah. I'll say yes. Joined the Uncanny Avengers in number four oh, nice. of January the 2013. Uncanny. So fairly recently, she joined the Uncanny Avengers in number four. Number seven, Wizard. Um. Come on. <laughs> yes, first appeared please. in USA Comics number one, yes. August 1941. Wizard. Wizard? Come on, please. Let's yes. go, Wizard. Wizard. Yes. 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 yes to Wizard. <laughs> Joined the Avengers in yes. 173 in July of 1978. Wizard. Apparently, Where's my wow. Wizard MCU? Yo, apparently, I want honorary, that. but Marvel it counts. Wizard coming 2025. I want that. It's, is it Wizard or Wizard? Wizard. W-H-I-Z-E-R. He it, doth that just sounds oh, like Oh, my gosh. That just sounds like what he's on name. people. Yeah. Uh, Son of Satan. First appearance, Ghost Rider, Volume 2, Number 1, September of 1973. I'm going to say Boy, I hope yes, so. because it seems so unlikely. I'm, I'm going to say Avenger. Yeah. yeah it definitely. seems unlikely because it is yeah. unlikely. He's in the Nottis League. Oh. Uh, number 9, Firebird. First appearance, Incredible Hulk, 265, November of 1981. Avenger. Yes. Firebird. Yes. Not us. Joined the West Coast Avengers West Annual Coast. Number Two, 1987. The West Coast, West Coast Avengers. Avengers. Yes. Yeah, I know nothing about this franchise. Not, not about to throw kick signs in these guys' Yours? podcasts. Um, uh, number ten, finally, Johnny Ohm. First appearance, Marvel Nemesis: Rise of the Imperfects. <laughs> oh, the yes. That, wow. Wait, I'm thinking. Did you play the? Is that the game yes. that you're talking about? I played that game. Johnny Ohm. Well, that was a weird yes. game. Did Johnny Ohm? Make it as far past Avengers. Rise of the Imperfects to be an Avenger. It feels like he had to have been in this game, but he very much did. I'm going to say, not. I'm going to say, not he us. Did not, not us, League. It's uh, just fun to make fun of Rise of the Imperfects. It's a good way to wrap. Yeah, up. I I liked that game when I played it, but it's probably terrible. Uh, Ian can still hear us, even though he's not in his chair because he's got his wonderful Logitech headphones on. Finally, <laughs> not a question, but something I wanted to include from Caleb Moran. Hi, allies. Shout out to Ian. Last week, he mentioned an old game called Obscure, and it triggered a flashback mm -hmm. to my much younger years. Obscure was the first ever survival horror game I played. My parents were very strict about what games I could play as a teenager, and Obscure was a big no-no. But I did manage to play a demo of it on a demo disc that came with PlayStation Magazine. I played that demo over and over again, but eventually moved on, forgetting the game ever existed until last week's podcast when Ian mentioned it. I'm now looking forward to tracking it down and playing the full game 16 years later. Thank you, Ian and Allies. Bonus, my parents didn't let me play Dark Chronicle because they didn't like the sound of the title. Love and respect from Australia. <laughs> Caleb. <laughs> That's funny. It is time for bets. Should I wait for Ian to get back? I'm worried. Yes. Yeah. So we got two bets to make up in this episode. Must have been important. You can see one of those loud fans directly. Wait, do we have to write down here, two though. different bets? I no, only wrote have, down one bet. No, no, okay, no. no. Okay. He's two Wait, bets what? from we prior weeks. We couldn't do last week's bet. Not a new, yeah. Because Madden came out on the 28th and not the 25th. There were no reviews for me to go through. No. This is sort of, this is, this is, it's funny. It came out three days earlier, but yeah. Your correction is kind of not a correction uh -huh. because there was a version of Madden that came out on the 25th. That's the MVP edition. And then the standard edition came out on the 28th. So oh. it was both. <laughs> there are two release dates. 
Obscure is on Steam. Nice. Nice. Easy to find. What's Steam? Uh, it's like Epic Game Store, but older. Oh, okay. Got okay. it. Yeah. Uh, we got a bet oh, coming up. Oh, that was depressing. We got a Steam bet coming up. Uh, but before that, it is time for next week's bet, for all the bets. We got a bet next week, and we got two bets to cash in on, folks. Will we come close to catching up? See, that's the problem, Bloodworth, is we can't, even if we won both of these bets, we still would be behind the other oh, team. Boy. So just kind of puts a focus on what we really got to do a good job. Next week's bet, Borderlands Psycho Krieg and the Fantastic Fuster Cluck launches in one week. When we record the next episode, how many likes will the latest tweet have on the Borderlands account? Not a reply, not a retweet of something else from 2K or anybody. This is Borderlands, their own tweet. How many likes will they have? Likes were going anywhere from 400 to 2,000 last when we checked before. What did Ian Brandon, finally bet? Hmm? I'm, I'm proud of you that you said it correctly. Fluster cluck. Yes. I definitely would have mixed it around for sure. Good Ooh, job. It's like Fudruckers. Yes, exactly. <laughs> 712. 712 right. likes. Okay. Michael Damiani. 712. How many likes? 5,000. 5, <laughs> wow. Going big. Ben Moore, how many likes on that latest tweet there? Oh, nine, oh, yeah. 963. Yeah, 963. Yeah, yeah. All right. Bloodworth. 888. Right, right. That went 1.8,000. The prequel to 999. Which is... <laughs> right. uh, eight allies, eight months in quarantine. <laughs> but of course... Eight deaths. That, eight, no! Eight deaths. <laughs> so we're still around. You take that back. At the timing of the recording of this podcast, at least these five allies are still around. Um, and of course, that isn't based on anything. Who knows what they're going to be tweeting? Who knows how many people are going to care? Last week's bet, the actual last week's bet, uh, Wasteland 3 launched on August 27th by this time, this week. How many user reviews will the game have on Steam? Uh, I bet 900. Daniel Bloodworth bet 1300. Michael Damiani bet 1500. Uh, Michael Huber bet 211. And Ian Hank bet 399. Currently, so they got an extra week out of it. When I checked before, and there was no reason to check again because when I checked before, it was at 1,948. The number is only going to go up, making Michael Damiani the winner of that Yay. one at 1,500. Mm. Well done, Damiani. But Yay. we got another bet, too. Two bets for the price of one. Last, oh, last week's bet. Madden NFL 21 launched on August. This I was going to read the last 10 reviews on OpenCritic.com. How many times did I see the word Jackson, the last name of this year's cover athlete and Balt uh, quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens, not Baltimore for the quarterback Ravens? Uh, I like the idea of athletes. A bit of the, a bit of confusion over when that actually happened, but there are plenty of reviews up. I checked the last 10 according to OpenCritic.com. I bet that there'd be two mentions of Jackson. Bloodworth bet zero. Michael Huber bet 11. Brad Ellis bet five, neither of which are on the podcast now. And Ian Hank bet three. Out of those 10 reviews, there were two I win. Ha 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 ha. Uh, Wait, what'd you say? I said two. You said two. You oh, nailed damn. it. When I, 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 the second one I read on like the sixth review and those last four, I was like, please, baby, please, please <laughs> don't give this to Ian. <laughs> I took it. Thank you to Game Crate and Metro. Uh, which were the two outlets that did put Jackson in there. We got this covered. Uh, Cheat Code Central, Polygon, God is a Geek, Push Square, Noisy Pixel, PlayStation Lifestyle, and GameSpot did not include that in their reviews. 
So what's the what's that thing from the from the mask when he's like maybe you know my friends Washington Benjamin and Jackson? (laughs) (laughs) He's holding up money. Are you gonna do mask lines now for this next part? Because it's coming up. This score part. I I snuck ahead. I snuck ahead of you. I snuck ahead of you last time. Are you ready? You do one too, Damiani. Okay. That brings our scores to Jovial Penguins eleven. I, I was their number one son, fly. and they treated me like number two. <laughs> was I That's not supposed to be one. a jovial penguin? Then? That's a good one. No, no, no. <laughs> it's you whatever you want to do. Okay, you do all right. You. Ben, you did a there wonderful job. Astonished Scorpions, eight. <gasps> still three behind. We both went up. That one's still really good. All boats floated to the surface, but still behind. <laughs> Let me tell you about patreon.com slash easy allies. That is the place that you will go when you want to learn more about Easy Allies. If you have been to patreon.com, you will. If you've been to patreon.com slash easy allies, you can go again and there's more things happening. There's more to learn. I actually want to give a shout out uh, because we are starting in a new month and we have a lot of people that have been backing us in these four years we've been doing easy allies. Shout out to everybody that is currently a patron at patreon.com slash easy allies and hears me talk about Patreon every single week, inviting people to go check it out. Uh, If you are unable to be a part financially of easy allies, it is still a fun place you can go to learn more information about the various things that we do. There's all sorts of tiers tied to all of our fun various shows, including as you have heard already in this podcast for love and respect and for silver lining at the beginning five dollar early access tier gets you early access to a lot of our varied shows including this podcast two days early but also you can submit stuff to be a part of silver lining and love and respect and thank you very much to those that do so huge thank you to people sticking to the shout out tier including the people that i'm about to mention ian you're going first i'm going after you damiani you're going after me Blood, you're mm-hmm. going fourth, and Ben, you are last, but certainly not least. Shout out to Caleb Togi Crawford, L. Thanis, and Greg the Dark Knight Kettering. Shout, shout out. out. Shout out. Shout out. Shout out. Uh, Damiani, because I, it was my darn fault we're doing two bets, you know, uh, I will give you two of the three things that we will do to close out this podcast. You can pick between getting to promote any Easy Allies video you'd like to promote, getting the final word on anything you disagreed with, want to reiterate, or just popped into your head, or sign off with your trademark sign-off. What'll it be? Sweet. How about you sign off with your trademark okay. sign-off? Okay. Because I signed off last week. Yeah, you sure did. So I will, I will do the other two this time. Um, let's, for the video, um, you know what? Let's do... The recent "Don't Skip the Hunt Down" Don's uh, mm, Don's "Don't mm-hmm. Skip." Yeah. And uh, if you, for some reason, missed our Hall of Greats, where Don brought that and did a great presentation there, here's your chance to catch it again in a uh, in a much more polished, produced version that uh, you will certainly enjoy. We tried to have it on Stream Team recently; it didn't win the vote, unfortunately. But maybe next time oh, we'll yeah. see. Um, and the, it really blows my mind in that video how he says "hunt down" yeah. instead of "hunt down." He, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it really, he really, he really goes into it. Yeah, it really made me yeah. think. I was like, "Is it hunt down?" What's <laughs> Made this like the title screen. They'll do that for them. They'll add his sound effect in. Um, uh, I'm gonna for last word. I'm gonna reiterate: Black lives still matter. Cheers. That's the new Easy Ally slogan. Unfortunately, hot girls are gone.